Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? Been a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Uh, took over a week vacation. Uh, the longest I've ever gone without <laughs> playing Apex Legends. And I will admit, it was nice to get away from work, get some mm-hmm. sun, do some swimming. Uh, but glad to be back. I missed Apex a lot, missed the show a lot. And uh, this is always the best time uh, yeah. of the year when we have a new season close on the horizon. It's always so fun right now. It's crazy. Though. It's been two weeks since you and I have sat down and recorded, which... The funny, there's two things I thought after this. I was like, interesting that it's been two weeks and I feel like that's a long period of time, but also that we might do the same thing again later in August because I'm going out of town also. And then I realized we have not taken a vacation like since the podcast started truly in two years because I mean, like I've gone to Hawaii and we've recorded remotely while I was in Hawaii. Like, why? You may ask. (laughs) I don't really know. I, I I could blame myself, but I don't really know why we felt like it was that critical. I don't know. Yeah. Other shows don't. I don't <laughs> we're, think we're any the show I know of is that yeah. intense. Uh, so we do it for you. We do, except for this. But <laughs> <laughs> the episodes still come they out, do. though. They do. We, we don't, don't skip, skip any episode. episodes, that's for sure. Anyways, let's get into it, though. Today, we are breaking down the latest and greatest news in Apex Legends, kind of going, going over some early patch notes that we got from a press event that uh, not only were we able to attend, but has been announced recently, and we're getting all the fun information rolling out from that on so much stuff. Like We always, I think, were shocked by these kind of early patch notes days a few seasons back when they came because it just kind of threw off the schedule and was confusing and everything. Uh, But being able to be invited and participate ourselves uh, definitely makes the scheduling of everything a little bit easier. (laughs) So we're looking forward to chatting, though. Big time. Uh, Before we do that, though, we want to make sure you join us on Discord to ask questions for the podcast, chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Please follow us on Twitter also, at KirkRudoShea, at HP Burson. Links for those are in the description below. If you want to support the third-party podcast, get extra content, bunch of crazy benefits, please consider checking out our Patreon. By the end of the first week in August, we are going to have some serious changes to our benefits and our tiers and all that stuff. Should be all mm-hmm. positive. It's just a simplification. Uh, we've kind of had a a very strong Patreon for a long time. And it's a little wordy. <laughs> if you've ever gone to our Patreon just to observe, every uh, tier has like multiple sentences, then a paragraph, and honest, then bullets, then all the benefits. At every tier. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an essay if you want to know what a jump master is or a third party or yeah. so. We're going to try to clean that up for you all. And yeah, if you want to take a look, be greatly appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll even throw the, the buzzer on it. If if you want a replica weapon, this is your last week to do so, essentially. Like you you got to get into that tier now. Uh, that benefit will be disappearing. It will still, you know, we will still send them out and honor them if joined before. But I know it's something a lot of people in our community love. So last chance, signed replica weapon uh, this week. Uh, other thing, though, before we dive into the news, a little scheduling thing. We are still posting two episodes this week. Saturday episode, though, is moving up this week and this week only. So you're actually going to get an episode tomorrow when you're listening to this on Wednesday. So we got a Wednesday and a Thursday episode uh, coming out this week. We hope you enjoy that. Uh, not going to spoil anything for why we're releasing a little bit early, but it's going to be a fun one. Uh, with that, though, let's dive into the news. First piece of news. We missed some trailers while, uh, while out of town. Mm-hmm. So let's get some instant reactions to the trailers. We have the Vantage Stories from the Outlands, the launch trailer, and then the gameplay trailer. All three of them uh, came out over the course of the last week and a half. Where do you want to start? You want to start at the top, Stories from the Outlands? Yeah, for sure. I think we always love the Stories from They're the, the Outlands. Um, it's hard to really fall flat. 
on one, uh, especially when we're introducing a new legend. Um, love the personality. I was definitely skeptical of this whole bat companion pet sort mm-hmm. of thing when we were getting the early uh, kind of teasers on Twitter. Um, but I think it looks cool. I think the only uh, thing that was jumping out at me as soon as I watched it was you compare this to the last season story from the Outlands where we had a lobster crab monster come out mm-hmm. of the sea and all the legends team up to fight it. This one probably wasn't as epic and action packed mm-hmm. as that one. Um, but the animation storytelling all about it. Yeah. I mean, vantage is a fascinating legend and she's got a really cool story that I think uh, we're going to dive into in the future and it's going to be really fun to talk about because I think she's a, she's a fun one for sure on the lore side of things and we obviously got the peak of that with the stories from the outlands kind of what you were saying though in terms of just like the trailers not being as grand I, I thought it was quite fascinating that it felt like our Launch trailer, Stories from the Outlands, and gameplay trailer were all three heavily focused on Vantage. And obviously, Stories from the Outlands expected to. Uh, but you know, I felt like the gameplay or the launch trailer was almost an extension of the Stories from the Outlands. Like It was like a part one, part two kind of thing. And I was thinking back, and it's like, there's been some similarities to that before, but this really did feel like an extreme. Uh, not a bad thing. It was really interesting and cool to watch. Just different kind of a switch up. And I think maybe the reason that it was portrayed that way or it felt that way is because this really is a new individual legend without major connections to others, whether yeah. it's, you know, Newcastle is an obvious example, but even Ash has so many connections to different legends. Um, plus, you think about previous seasons, we've had launch trailers that introduce villains in lore like yeah. silvo pharmaceuticals and things like that so kind of cool i guess when you think about we are starting a new story this is not really connected as much as things have been in the past um kind of skipping a little bit into the launch trailer though yeah go ahead vantages mom yeah that's you know her reason for playing uh the wrongful imprisonment. I think everyone has the same question. What did she do? How did it happen? Mm -hmm. And I do not doubt for a second that we're going to get more answers uh, on what that story is. So it's definitely a little bit of a cliffhanger right now. Uh, We kind of just have to roll with it. Yeah, they leave you wanting more, which got to respect that. Got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh rest of the trailers, though, ton of fun, as always. We don't need to do our deep Easter egg dive into the trailers and kind of pull out insights because we were able to get a lot of the information early, luckily, and be able to talk about this all. But any other last thoughts before we kind of just dive into the changes behind the season that we can talk about? Vantage's team, Fuse yeah. and Horizon. Mm-hmm. What a great squad. What a squad. You know, like... Yeah. I don't know. Fuse definitely took on that father figure role. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a little older on yeah. the on the legend spectrum. Uh, but I feel like in previous trailers and previous lore, like the quest, he's been more of a, a go-getter, fun guy. And this uh, launch trailer, he was very protective. Like, yeah. you shouldn't he be like, here. Why you are shouldn't you be here? in the game. Mm-hmm. We're going to take care of you. Like, Let's keep our distance, which I think was kind of a, a new side of Fuse. And Horizon definitely played the mom uh, mm-hmm. role, no problem. So it was a cool team. It's always fun to see how you know other legends and new characters bring out the characteristics of other legends. Yeah. Like the character yeah. interaction is always something we love to see. And I think we got a glimpse of it uh, with that trailer, like you said. And I'm thrilled to see how the rest of the legends are going to interact with the young pup. Uh, that came in this trailer. <laughs> I'll also add that Vantage and her mom always saying to go for the high ground. I I'm knew you were going to make the I'm comment. With yep. you. Yeah. So I might be an early favor already. New main? Like, Adopt me? Adopt yeah, me, please? I'll be in your family. No problem. <laughs> high ground all day, every day. 
Oh man, I, I guess yeah. Let's keep it rolling though. Let's let's keep going, and uh, we're gonna start with talking about Kings Canyon Reforged. All the changes that we're seeing the Kings Canyon this season around, and before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty, gotta give a shout out to Michael Shannon, uh, the senior level designer, who announced on Twitter that this is his kind of first time shipping content in a game at a major level, and you know, super excited to play with us and. He wrote the patch notes as well for the Kings Canyon Reforged Guide. But cool to see kind of a newer face kind of come in and make some changes. And it's always interesting to see we were always able to compare some of the stylistic map changes of Dave Ozai to some other folks that were in the development team as well. So kind of cool to see get another person in here and see how uh, their perspective impacts the game we're playing. Yeah, some really big changes coming up that we're going to go into. but. Just kind of firstly, Shay and I, before the show, were spitballing about map updates in general, mm-hmm. about sometimes they can be really intense and you know change things up. If you're adding armories, like that's a big map update. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not as impactful. This one, I don't know. The jury's still out because mm-hmm. obviously haven't really played in a live setting and a lot can kind of come out Mm -hmm. once the game fully releases and we don't just see the patch notes. But this one does look optimistic. There are a lot of small and large changes that I'm kind of betting will change the feel of King's Canyon. Yeah, I think that's going to be the big thing, changing the feel. And we'll circle back on that point after we talk about all the changes. I like that kind of catchphrase, though. Let's dive into the first one, though. And I think the biggest one, the thing everyone's been looking forward to, but we got a new POI, Relic. Sorry, Skulltown, Relic. Um, Yep, Relic. Relic. Uh, And essentially what we're looking at here is the salvage operation at the POI salvage has been completed. And Skulltown is kind of returning. Uh, The lore perspective is we've had uh, the salvage POI pulling the skull out of the ocean from when Loba destroyed it. And supposedly shoveling sand from the ocean floor as well to kind of fill in the ground of this POI. That's our lore explanation for this big addition. And a nice little quote from Michael Shannon, the senior level designer that we mentioned earlier uh, on Relic. And he says, with Relic, we saw an opportunity to bring back gameplay that many players love from the original Kings Canyon but with a POI more appropriately sized for the overall health of the map. And I think what we got to get into here with Relic is this is not Skulltown returning. In its you know old form, it's kind of a more shrunken down. The skull is not as high. There's not as many buildings, but I think we're definitely still going to feel that intense nostalgia of Skull Town and of the skull in this area. What are some of your first thoughts on seeing the pictures and the patch notes, as well as kind of our clips in the trailers? You have to have some excitement. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a day one player, you remember School Town. This is definitely a massive dose of nostalgia, um, even though it isn't the same. I believe the general layout of the buildings and the structure are going to be very reminiscent to the types of fights you used to have at School Town. I believe the goal and why it was changed is that we don't really want games to be ending in five minutes Mm -hmm. on King's Canyon. So they definitely needed to scale down this POI Mm -hmm. so that you didn't have 15, 10 squads going at it right there. So I am very excited and I think that the changes are for the best and it was probably the only way to bring the skull back in a permanent way for King's Canyon, which I think a lot of people have wanted for over a year now. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is great. I'm happy. Yeah. It's always really cool to see how the developers kind of learn from the early stages of the game when they're doing an update like this. And it's little things like there's zip lines at the top of the skull. So the high ground is not just like accessible to only certain legends. The walls that enclose Skull Town are not as enclosed as they used to be. There's a lot more open area around and Yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing on this POI, seeing how it goes. Overall, increasing the size of King's Canyon. We're adding a good footprint here with a much bigger POI than Salvage and a lot of extra land. 
going to increase the overall size of the map, and that's going to, in part, hopefully increase the health of the map uh, from a player perspective. So all good stuff. We can circle back on it if we want to, but for the time being, let's move into the modified POIs of Cage, Hillside, and Relay. I'm going to go through all three of them, and then we can kind of walk through them one by one. Uh, So for Cage, they really opened up the POI, kind of with the goal of making it not as easy to defend. For the Hillside POI, they really simplified it, removed the buildings to make it less of a place where people get caught fighting for prolonged periods of time. No buildings equals less places to hide, faster fights, quicker transitions through that area of the map. And then Broken Relay has been renamed to Basin and essentially just seems to have brought some more life into that area of the map and essentially, I think, bring back Antenna in a way, shape, or form. A few changes from it, but really, I think you could see a lot of the similarities between Basin and the old Antenna. Let's start with Cage, though. One of your favorite POIs on the map. What are your kind of thoughts on seeing that get? And I don't want to say gutted, but just altered. Yeah, I mean, this is probably no longer a power position on mm-hmm. the map. Um, just because you won't be able to be you won't be able to have as much cover mm-hmm. uh when you're defending it. And that's really gonna change not only like survey beacon end games being able to be at cage, but also rotations around cage. Mm-hmm. Like before and still. Cage is a major source of high ground for the center of King's Canyon. Yeah. So changing it affects 360 degrees around it, from labs all the way to market. Affecting Cage affects everything. Mm -hmm. And in that rotation from market or relic into Cage, we also had a lot of crazy changes to that Mm -hmm. cave. Mm -hmm. So I think... Those two combined are going to probably have the most impact in terms of those rotations through the center of the map and the duration of those fights. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. I think it'll make the structures around Cage as well more appealing to play in late games. I think there was such a big disparity between the advantage being on top and in there. And now you're going to have the cover on top of you that can be beneficial. I thought it was hilarious that you said it's not a power position because I'm going to read from the article. The top of the cage is still a power position is the first line. And I, I 100% agree different with you. Definition. Like it's a different kind of, it's a different, we have a different definition. I also do love that they're using that wording though. I'm not sure if we ever caught that before in anything. So maybe third party influence, who knows? It's not like anyone else has ever used the words power position before. Um, but I think you're right in that it makes you, you can't defend it as easily. And whether that means you can't play there in a powerful way, I'm not sure. I think more than anything, though, it'll mean you need a defensive legend to play there defensively. Because I think previously you could kind of just hold up on top play those kind of upper corners with any legends and you're just going to have a huge advantage over other people that have to zip up to you or fly in. Now there's so many areas of entry for how people can get to that top layer that you're almost going to need a Watson. You're almost going to need a caustic to hold down the area in a more defensive manner. Um, early thoughts. I'm really excited to see how this one plays though. Agreed. Hillside kind of mentioned it simplified. Any other thoughts you want to throw in on this one? Last time they made a quality of life update to this area on the last Kings Canyon map update, they removed buildings as well. Mm-hmm. So we've just been stripping buildings away from this entire strip on the hill for a long, long time. And I think yeah. furthering that is probably for the best. Um, th- this isn't really an area that I've ever felt very frustrated at. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the building design there. I do understand that small buildings are not a good place to be, no matter if you have a caustic or a Watson, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. still not great. Um, so I think it'll probably make all players happier by just yeah. removing them. So that option isn't even there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, on the last one, though, Relic, I'm excited. Uh, I think we haven't really, we were actually kind of the proponents for ran, landing broken relay. Uh, we actually really like the POI, so giving it a little bit more love, hopefully it, maybe it still goes unnoticed, but now you just got uh, even more loot. That'll be my little sneaky hope and early favorite for a ranked drop right now. Yeah, Relay, edge of the map, 
solid rotations. Definitely can, uh, an early favorite for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the next kind of change they made in terms of modifying rotations. They really focused on reworking the pathing and chokes around the map to open up pain points throughout Kings Canyon. Uh, you already mentioned the area around Cage being a big place where we can see that. Uh, the other one is outside of Market. Uh, they've, like we kind of mentioned, they've been focusing on trying to do something with that area for a very long time. It almost feels like at this point they kind of just said, screw it open it up like we're just blowing yeah. this up and not messing around anymore we're going to clean this up and i think it's a beneficial decision especially with relic coming in and there's going to be a lot of attention to that area of the map uh, you're going to really need to be able to rotate through and hopefully this really cleans up the health of that area agreed Next, we got the loot refresh throughout the map. So the team supposedly took another look at the loot throughout the map. They altered the loot disparity, quality, and quantity throughout the map in turns to create a healthier loot pool. Obviously, we can't really speak to that right now, but always nice to kind of see the idea of loot being looked at and addressed in the map when it's something that I think you and I have both seen people kind of express some frustrations around that on Kings. Uh, if you're not like Henry and Shay and just play explosive yeah. hold after explosive hold all day long. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's definitely one of the leading complaints about King's Canyon today. I think there's less of a focus on, oh, third party, third party mm-hmm. on King's and more the loot's horrible. And I just don't understand how in today's day and age where we have Evo armor and crazy abilities in terms of getting ammo and shields and attachments and armor from the replicator and then you have explosive holds which give you great weapons and great attachments for them i don't really know why people are upset with the loot table but i guess it's only going to get better and it what's good and bad about increasing the quality and quantity of loot is that it widens the skill gap and that's why I think there has been hesitation, and it's definitely a reason that Shay and I have a hesitation about it, because one of the great positives of a Battle Royale is that randomness evens the playing field between skill. So when you have a skill-based matchmaking system in a Battle Royale, there are inherently issues, because you have people partied up, you have people that are not partied up partially across different skills in the same party so how do you actually get a good lobby together that's evenly skilled the loot and the randomness of its quality and quantity allows a less skilled player to randomly get an advantage with loot if you increase the quality of all the loot that potential advantage shrinks more and more and that benefits only the better players you think that maybe oh everyone gets you know, an increase in loot, everyone will benefit. No, because if that's the fixed, then the skill and the proficiency with a wingman is going to rise above. So there's always been hesitations on our end with it, but I've also never really had issues getting Mm -hmm. loot on this map. So I don't know. Hoping that you get more Arthurial ones with purple Mm -hmm. light mags and purple armor and you enjoy it. But I don't think it'll be super drastic. You may not even be able to tell. I I hope it's more the ammo and batteries, like that kind of stuff, where I I felt like that, if anything, that's what I kind of felt on this Mm -hmm. map sometimes was the thirst for ammo. And that seems like something that should be addressed. So, yeah, happy to see the thought go in. And, you know, hopefully it, it appeals to the people that were expressing the heavy frustration on it. Here's the change I actually might be most excited for. Uh, the team went through and did a new skybox for Kings Canyon and they relit the entire map and pun intended, it looks like night and day. Like it, you go onto the EA website, look at the, or the respawn website, look at the map changes and the colors are just so much more. I don't even know what the word is I want to use. I kind of want to say bright, but vibrant, great. That's why we host this together. Vibrant colors. And I'm excited to play on it. You know how much of a skybox guy I am. Like, I think it adds so much to the map. And this is just going to 
I think you're going to drop in and seriously feel this when you're on Kings Canyon. You and I are still reveling in the in the season 10 Skybox update to World's Edge. Yeah. Like you don't understand how big of a difference this makes. Like it's awesome. It but just, there's it even makes a difference so good. between a new skybox and then a new skybox yeah. and then relighting the entire map as well. Like you can yeah. make something that looks pretty to look pretty and set the mood for the map. Mm-hmm. But they said, hey, we're going to change that. And then we're also going to change how the entire map that you actually play on looks. And that's going to be cool, I think. It's going to be really exciting. And this is the best map to do it on because yeah. people say, like, oh, Sandy is very dull compared yeah. to something like Olympus, which is, you know, big Pink and bold and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think it'll be fun to see. And I, I hope people really enjoy it. Agreed. Uh, and then last thing on the map stuff, there were some quality of life changes that they did. There's a long list of them, but we wanted to highlight some of the more interesting ones that we saw. So they added a new explosive hold at Swamps. They removed two charge towers at Capacitor. They removed five jump towers in quote-unquote areas that would benefit from slower rotations. They added one vertical zip line to help non-movement legends access the walled artillery. And they added two sets of stairs and two zip lines to help non-movement legends access the walls at Repulsor. Uh, man, big Big changes, honestly. Like those little quality of life changes are yeah. going to be things that really impact your game uh, through and through. Which ones do you want to touch on first? I think the changes at artillery and repulsor are probably the biggest when you add cage to it. Yeah. I know, you know, some people might say it's a power position of cage, but the fact <laughs> is, the buildings and hills around are going to be able to shoot directly onto the top, yeah. and there's no walls to protect you. So taking away that power position and then opening up accessibility to the artillery wall and the repulsor wall make it so that it's harder to hold all three of those positions, but also it makes it so that you can have a decent position for the end game without knowing the map as well or rotating as early. So, you know, there's kind of a, you decrease the strength of the position, but you also increase the accessibility Mm -hmm. so that there's probably going to be even more activity around those areas. So yeah. you, you lose a little and you gain a little. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see. I think the jump tower thing is fascinating. I'm excited to see where those are. Um, that seems to really impact in a lot of people's eyes, you know, how third parties function and movement around the maps function with in terms of ease of use. And this could be, if successful, probably one of the healthiest changes for the map. And I think that's something we're kind of just looking at with this entire map changes. You're not getting bombarded by content by any means. We have one new POI, like in terms of just looking at it from that perspective. But what we are getting is just a ton of stuff that's going to make the map healthier, feel better, and I think be really appealing for people uh, to play on a day-to-day basis. It might not be as flashy of an update, but it it could be shaping up to be one of the best updates we've seen to a map in a while. And it's interesting because I think you and I, before the show, were asking the question to ourselves, at what point can you just like not update a map anymore? Because King's been around yeah. since day one. And I don't know if this is what we're seeing like at this point now with King's, or if this is a, hey, let's pause and kind of like, let's figure some of the stuff out that's been a pain point for a lot of people. Absolutely. Before we get into the rest of the episode, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's talk about some of the big balancing changes that were announced uh, this coming this season. Uh, first, I want to start with a kind of goal that was presented from the development team from uh, Eric, the lead weapons designer at Respawn. And Eric said that they want to focus this season on defining the roles the weapons have and the categories they are a part of. In my own oh mind, that they kind of lock in on trying to do that. Let's talk about the weapon changes to start things off. Big one off the top, laser sights. Laser sights will now be replacing barrel stabilizers on pistols and SMGs to make SMGs, mostly SMGs, more proficient in close quarters to hopefully compete with shotguns. You can customize the laser colors, just like reticles as of now. Uh, also for anyone kind of thinking immediately with a laser sight, they're not defined. They are not designed to give your position away. They're supposedly minorly visible in close quarter situations. And you get a lot more feedback when you're using them yourself than when you're the enemy looking at a laser sight. 
Uh, as far as we know as well, the laser sight does not go on the car, wingman, or Mozambique. It's kind of like the exceptions to that pistol and SMG rule. Maybe power kind of being the reasoning and classification of sniper and shotgun now, which we'll get into in a little bit. But what do you think of the barrel change? Because I know you're, you're a barrel guy at heart through and through. <laughs> yeah, barrel stabilizers are massive, especially for the light uh, ammo class. I think that we have probably been having way back in the day, early days of the third party podcast, we had legend concepts. We also had weapon concepts. And way back then, it was very popular, like years and years ago. When are we going to get a laser attachment Mm -hmm. in Apex? So I think this is a long time coming. How it's getting implemented, I don't think is how anybody expected. However, focusing on pistols and SMGs at this point in time of the weapon meta makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. That I think we are coming out of a LMG AR meta with a very strong sniper class that's underutilized to then maybe flip-flop that back to the close range. I think is exactly what everybody wants and it's couldn't be a better time. Yeah, I love it. I think in practice, the goal of the laser sight, you're going to have your rarities, common, blue, uh, and purple, epic, obviously. And as you climb up, it will reduce the recoil spread while hip fired. That's like what a laser sight does at its core. That's what it's supposed to be implemented in this game. And I just love this classification of what guns are. SMGs should be proficient at close range, more, profi- more proficient than assault rifles. And should compete with shotguns. And it's really felt like they've had such a huge blend of these weapons all together with us saying things like, you know, flatline hip fire at close range is just as good as a lot of SMGs. This could very well alter that. Uh, and I'm fascinated to kind of see how it, it pans out when we get into it and get everybody's opinion on playing with this thing. Next change, maybe the biggest one. The most exciting one, headline one, wingman, switching to the sniper class, taking sniper ammo, sniper mags, not sniper optics for anyone that was uh, curious, essentially. Um, but this is, a, this is a pretty out of left field change in terms of what people were expecting with the wingman. Uh, give me your first thoughts. It's insane. It's absolutely <laughs> preposterous. Like the wingman is not a sniper. When you think about the size of a, you know, longbow bullet, like a 50 cal sort of thing, like a Kraber bullet, that is not really what goes into a wingman. It's a revolver. It's not a sniper. But if you think about damage per shot, the wingman definitely is closer to a sniper than it is to something like the flatline. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can rationalize it that way. If you don't need a rationalization or you don't want a rationalization, the positive to this is that the wingman is going to stay relatively strong so Mm -hmm. that it isn't getting nerfed into the ground. It's still going to be playable. It just is going to be a little bit less accessible in terms of ammo availability. Mm -hmm. The other, I think, will be a less talked about uh, impact of this change is it's going to increase the value of sniper ammo and sniper yes. attachments. Mm-hmm. You will want to carry them more often in hopes of getting a wingman. So I think that was very much needed. Um, and as wacko as this change is, I welcome it. I yeah. think why not? It's very creative. And if it gets the job done, I think good on them. Yeah, I really like it, like settling with it, thinking about it. I think this is a fun change in terms of how you look at making the change that you want to do. This is a really unique pathway. And I think it solves a lot of the issues that people, especially some of the pros, had with wingmans. You can't walk into a game anymore, grab two stacks of heavy, and call it good with your gun. And now you're going to also easily replenish it off of any body. Because whether the enemy is running a wingman or not, someone's running heavy on the other team. Yeah. And it was so easy to get through a game with that. Um, that now, with sniper ammo, smaller stacks in your inventory, so you're going to have to take up more space in your inventory. A lot more thought being put into it. Can multiple people on the team run wingman? Can multiple people run wingman plus sniper? 
probably not going to be running into a lot of teams that are running three wingmen anymore. That would be my early hunch. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I know a lot of people found very frustrating. And I think this is a cool way to change the weapon without gutting it. For a gun that Henry and I, at least, were maybe in the minority of saying, like, we don't really mind the gun being good. It hasn't like been buffed or anything in the last couple of seasons. It's just that it's really good in the good player's hands. And this is a change that honestly, in a way, only impacts those players to an extent. So I'm happy with it. And I think, yeah, more, more, uh, more proficiency in carrying the sniper mag. And that's going to be a fun thing. Here we go. A little bit more crazy as well. Spitfire moving to the light class. Uh, Start off the top, Henry. I've seen it a few times on Twitter. Should I be complaining that heavy bullets slow people and Apex Legends and other guns uh, don't? And now the Spitfire is getting a nerf because of that. It is something I see on Twitter, so I just want to give you your Mythbuster chance from all the deep dives on weapons we've done in the past. <laughs> this part is we've done deep dives. We've tried to clarify this in the past, and we still get comments and reviews saying yeah. that we're wrong. Uh, yeah, that's the best part. Trust the professionals, people. <laughs> all right. This is our livelihood. I really focus a lot on this game. But all ammo types slow enemies unless they have fortified. So mm-hmm. light bullets, heavy bullets, both will slow your movement if you're hit by them. Mm-hmm. And the other kind of myth that kind of goes hand in hand, but at least more people know about this, is that. You walk at the same speed with uh, LMG as you do yeah. a pistol, like totally the same. So there's a couple nuances, a couple little outliers, but the general idea is that an energy bullet slows enemies at the same rate as light or heavy. Yeah, I think this is a fun change, though. Like it's a, we'll dive into it. I think a little bit more when we talk about the pack itself, but. In terms of classifying a weapon, a really fast shooting light machine gun makes sense, being in the light ammo category. Um, We'll keep going, though, because I want to circle back on that one. Uh, EV8, getting a buff. Increasing the fire rate, increasing the effectiveness of bolts on the gun, and also we're getting double tap thrown back into the loot pool. So overall, EV8 is getting a lot of love. And for a shotgun meta that we kind of thought was really locked in on only the PK, I think we're going to see a, a good competition and potentially another champion here when the EVA coming into this next season. Yeah, this last season with the Mastiff going to the care package, it was a wrap that the PK was really your only option. Um, I am not a shotgun fan. I'm not mm-hmm. a pro. I really discourage the use of them to the vast majority of players. But the EVA has for the longest time, been my favorite because of the fire rate, because of the magazine size, because of the consistent spread. We are without a doubt, in my eyes, in an EVA 8 meta. If people, in terms of shotguns, like if you use the EVA, you are going to be rewarded because when you think about increasing the base fire rate and then also increasing the bolt, which also increases the fire rate. It's going to feel about, like an automatic gun. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And then you slap on the double tap as well. This is a two burst kill no matter mm-hmm. what. And it's going to be faster than ever. We have lived through EVA metas in the past. This one will be the most powerful yet. So you heard it here first. Don't sleep on it. Definitely mm-hmm. early weeks of ranked. This Use is it. your gun. This is your mm-hmm. gun. Don't miss it. Uh, I'm excited to get the numbers on this one and for us to dive into it uh, probably next week. Uh, Skullpiercer making its return on the wingman, the longbow, and the 3030 will also be getting the Skullpiercer. Um, let's just say controversial hop up, I think, in terms of how it's affected guns. A lot of people think it's very oppressive, but it's such a high skill cap gun and that you have to be able to hit a headshot essentially a skull piercer increases the headshot multiplier of a gun so more damage when you hit somebody in the head when the skull piercer is attached what do you think about it coming back and what do you think about it coming onto the 3030 the first time skull piercers don't have as large of an impact on the wingman and the longbow as people might expect you don't mm-hmm. need them in order to use the weapon when they come and go we normally get changes to their headshot multiplier base stats in order to make it 
really not a huge difference uh, between not having the attachment in the game or the hop up and having it in the game. Yeah. I think my issues are I don't like the school piercer being a gold hop up because I don't think it's that uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. But I think having it on the 3030 is definitely an interesting choice because yeah. having it being a charged up marksman already already has a heavy hitting headshot adding a skull piercer could be the most efficient weapon to have yeah. this attachment on so definitely stay tuned to more numbers on exactly how the skull piercer can and should be used yeah i'm excited to see if it, what it does in terms of getting these guns over that like shots to kill and mm-hmm. 100 marks because that's where is do you get into the Two shots kills people territory with the skull piercer. That's where things get interesting. We got some gold equipment changes. Some pretty big gold equipment changes, actually. The backpack is getting a change and will now allow you to stack large medical supplies higher in your inventory rather than giving you the bonus revive to your teammates. And the knockdown shield will take on that gold bag effect, self-revive, is being booted from the game. I think this is kind of a kumbaya. Everybody will come together and love for this change. Uh, Something people have been asking for and wanting for a while. And I actually really like this backpack ability that they have coming in in terms of making sense with what a backpack is. And any excuse for Henry to carry more bats, I think, is going to be something he'll love because you're going to be able to get up to you know nine with three inventory slots now. (laughs) Yeah, no longer is it going to be, oh, Lifeline Gibraltar, get the gold bag. It's just going to be Henry gets the gold bag. Henry gets the bag. I love it. I can switch it up, do whatever I want. Um, The gold knockdown i think we had talked about oh how are we going to solve this issue of you know mm-hmm. the gold knockdown we have always kind of said we're fine you just take it out like yeah. take it out of the game yeah. entirely i wouldn't really care um they've keep, done it before yeah like fast heels like they've done mm-hmm. this with gold uh gold gear before so yeah we were definitely on that train <laughs> so we had no problem with that taking out the effect and changing uh it to the gold bag effect i think makes some sense i think a couple players will at least at first have confusion on if i have a gold knockdown and i get knocked will i get extra health when i'm revived no it'll probably Mm -hmm. be the other way but i think there will Mm -hmm. be that confusion given the nature of what a knockdown shield is and who it benefits so i think that's a little bit confusing but I do love that effect, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that it wasn't taken away. So it's cool changes. It's a, it makes the gold knockdown even more valuable to Newcastle mm-hmm. as well. Uh, that'll be the most valuable kind of gear legend combo in the game, I think. And it's going to be an interesting one to look out for. Okay, save the best for last. Supply drop weapon changes. The bow is in. The rampage is in. And drumroll, please. The scout is out and the vault is out. Henry, how many days do we have the count by chance in front of us? Or are we just lost in the moment of love because it's felt like forever? Thankfully, it's been less than a year, but it's been close. I mean, the scout was wrongfully imprisoned in the (laughs) supply drop and it's finally out. And all four of these weapons, I know we're kind of getting up there on time, but it's an exciting time to be talking about Apex. All four we're of them, good. we got stuff to say. Mm. Scouts out. This is fantastic. It is my favorite weapon in the game. It being out made me rely on the wingman so much more. So yeah. with the change to the wingman and the scout being brought back in, I'm not that concerned at having a semi-automatic, high-damage, very fun-to-use weapon. Mm-hmm. We are going to be doing 3-7 Scout episodes. Don't worry. Everyone Don't that worry. forgot about how amazing this weapon is, we're going to remind you. In. Okay? <laughs> Don't worry yourself. Other changes to the care package. Yeah, keep it rolling. The Volt coming out early is such a moment to rejoice that we were slated to have the Volt come back next year. This has a very positive effect on the entire energy class of weapons. The Volt is an amazing SMG 
when you add the laser sight and kind of SMG pistol bump, this is a good weapon. Mm-hmm. It's so great. You should use it. Yeah. The weapons it's, that are going in, though. Let go me ahead. throw in a thought on the Volt. I just want to say before we get into the next one. Uh, the lack of a barrel and the introduction of the uh, laser sight, it's going to be really interesting to see how people feel about it because the Volt has always been the SMG that you can pop it two times on and kind of use mm-hmm. at range. Are you going to be able to still do that? Will you be able to then, will it be able to perform in close range with these other guns as well? I'm interested to see kind of what the numbers are coming out on it and for us to do a comparison and see where it settles. But regardless, either way, I think, I know personally, I'll be carrying Havocs, L-Stars, and Devotions when I find those and find energy attachments and I want to go to a Volt. And I didn't do that ever this season. And with the change to the energy class in that way and the change to the sniper class with the wingman, I think this is the most like rounded value on just the classes and the value of each one meta that we've ever had. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really healthy. Everything matters at this point. (laughs) The scouts back, the 3030 is getting buffs, the Eva's getting buffed, all without really nerfing anything directly. It's very positive across the board. Mm -hmm. Now, the Rampage getting put into the care package. Yeah. I don't like that very much. And I especially don't like it when the Spitfire is switching over to light. This last season, we were in a unquestioned heavy ammo meta in terms of weapons. Like You compared heavy to light, and not only was it a huge mismatch in terms of the number, but the power was almost laughable. To then, going into this season, say, all right, wingman's out of heavy, and Spitfire's going over to light. We are really rocking the boat and switching things back to light in my eyes. We'll do yeah. more in-depth comparison, but right off the bat, we're seeing it kind of springboard the other way from light mm-hmm. back to heavy. But when you do that and you say Spitfire is no longer heavy and the Rampage was right next to it, now the Rampage is out of the game and is in the supply package, we don't have a heavy LMG. Yeah, What has the world come to where we can't have a heavy light machine gun in apex it kind of boggles my mind i don't really know why the rampage was chosen instead of bringing in something fun like a Mm -hmm. absolutely cracked p2020 or maybe a mozambique or maybe the charge rifle you know like we had some good options i don't know if i love the rampage going at this point yeah the bow on the other hand We've been saying Whoa. it since the season Third after it came nation. out. Like yes. We've been saying it. Um, this just cleans up the loot pool so much. The bow is an incredible weapon. Please get in a couple games before the season drops in order to just send it off uh, with a positive taste in your mouth because mm-hmm. it's going to be missed. And You're I would say you should up. pick it up because it's yeah. so fun to use. <laughs> Uh, but it's massive changes to the weapon pool this season. Like definitely a yeah. lot to keep in, in mind. And there will be a lot of numbers associated with this that we'll be able to go into uh, hopefully next week, if not probably close weeks following. Yep, 100%. It's going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll rapid fire through this last one. Those are the all balancing changes. The other kind of big change that we're getting this season, level cap increase. So new level cap is effectively 2,000 now. So you'll be able to loop through levels 1 through 500 three additional times, uh, which puts the total number of packs you'll be able to earn up to 544, aka an heirloom for anyone that reaches max level now. Kind of something that we thought we kind of threw around for a while, that you know, 500, level 500 equals an heirloom. I'm not sure how many people are going to reach level 2,000, honestly. Um, this isn't going to be retroactive. It's not like you're going to, Go start at level 800 tomorrow if you've been playing every day. And so I think there's a lot of people really excited about this change, justifiably so, for the grinders. I don't know if this is one that's going to be affecting the majority of people, though. But cool to see. Yeah, hard to not say it's long overdue. I think having the level cap increase is fine. We'll see how it kind of plays out in who you're matching against and how much is taken advantage of. I know that. I am level 
800 on both Xbox and probably PC at this point. So mm-hmm. I, it's hard to kind of reset yourself and say, oh, I'm, I'm not now max rank with a lot extra. I'm not going to yeah. get any credit for that. It's disappointing. But the massive positive here is the packs and that progress yep. to an heirloom that I believe off the top of my head, you earned one Apex pack per each level all the way up to 200 or 250. And then it was one every five for another like 100. And then it's, you didn't it's get, been a while. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> having more packs is big. And it really breaks your heart when you think about how many packs you could have had. So overall positive for all the players today. Yep, Yep, definitely. Overall, though, closing thoughts on those balancing changes. We've got to go through a lot, a lot of cool weapon balancing, awesome map stuff. Uh, Nothing was released earlier, talked about early on the legend balancing front. We'll stay tuned to see if anything does pop out. yeah, I'm I'm happy though. I'm really looking forward to how the season is shaping up. It's uh, not like, hey, here's every piece of content hitting you in the face in terms of things all at once. But I think we're looking at a season that's going to make one of my favorite maps as healthy as possible and one of the most fascinating and hopefully healthy and fun uh, weapon pools ever. And those are the stuff that Henry and I really love and care about. And so uh, we're we're diving in quite excited early on at least. I did speak for you a little bit, so you can throw in your own thoughts as well. <laughs> oh, you know me. You know me so well. That's exactly how I feel, and I can't wait to to dive in and even learn more. Uh, definitely about legend balancing. I'm crossing my fingers that we do get some substantial changes because it's been a while since we've had kind of holistic legend balance uh, at the yeah. release of a season. So I'm crossing my fingers hoping that we see something pretty exciting yep that's gonna wrap things up for us though on this episode thank you to our producer the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon subscribe and apple pods drop a follow on spotify and check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in boom whole squad down Maybe tomorrow.